Welcome to Late Night Bites. Ross, what's fascinating about this time right now are a few things that restaurants are doing as they're as they're reopening. Um, I personally have not been inside a restaurant in about two months, but some restaurants are opening uh, around the, around the U.S. and are doing things to kind of create an ambiance for patrons to experience what like a full restaurant might be during normal times. And in the spirit of two truths and a lie, I would like you to guess if these activities are real things that restaurants are doing to improve the ambiance of what might normally be a restaurant at 25% capacity. Capiche? Capiche. Okay. Let's start with one restaurant in Louisiana is putting large teddy bears at every two seats in the bar so that people can sit apart from each other, but feel like they're also at a full bar. <laughs> you know what? I think that's real. We've gotten to that point. I think it's real. <laughs> the teddy bears are that, there. The teddy bears are in fact there and they're quite large. And, and according to this one photo, the teddy bears also have surgical masks on. Wow. Very responsible teddy bears. Responsible teddy bears. Maybe, you know, the patron sees that the bears are wearing the mask. They feel that, due to social pressures, they should be wearing their masks and feel good about it. <laughs> uh, another restaurant allegedly purchased blow-up dolls from Amazon, dressed them in summer clothing, and seated them at every other table in the restaurant to ensure patrons were at least five meters apart. Were there blow-up dolls at a restaurant in summer clothing? So I do know that this is a true thing, and it is just so absolutely crazy. I, I, you know, hey, props to, props to creativity, but uh, it would certainly be uh, shocking to initially walk in there. <laughs> yeah, especially if you didn't know the dolls were going to be there in the first place. <laughs> right. <laughs> you'd be like, oh, I wonder if we're going to have to wait for a table. It's like, oh, no, those that's just, you know, Pam and Jim are, are blow-up dolls. <laughs> <laughs> right. Or they're almost done. Don't worry. They're, they're finishing up. That table. Yeah, they're getting the bill. <laughs> right. I wonder if that would be like almost too much of a novelty where it would attract more people to the restaurant right. to like take <laughs> pictures with the dolls. Yeah. Have you heard about this new place? <laughs> and then all of a sudden people are like touching the dolls and then they become unsanitary. Oh. It actually might be a downward spiral. It could be. You know, hopefully they continue to stay creative with, uh, you know, keeping people apart. But we'll, we'll see how it goes. Yep, I agree. And then this is kind of like, this is also true, I'll just go ahead and tell you, this is more of an extension of the blow-up dolls, but another fancier restaurant, maybe with a little more cash to spare, instead of the blow-up dolls, they actually purchased mannequins, and they dressed the mannequins in, like, the garb of the restaurants. So I think it was an Italian restaurant, so they, I don't know if they put Italian suits on these mannequins, like, that, that seems kind of expensive, <laughs> but allegedly they were kind of dressed to, you know, in line with the culture of the restaurant. So this is my question for you, Dan. Which one yeah. which one do you think is more likely to come alive at night? A blow up dollar a mannequin? Yeah. <laughs> That's the stuff of nightmares. <laughs> I'll I'll think about that while I pose the question to you. If you had to dine with one of the two at the same table, would you rather dine with a blow up doll or a mannequin? I would say a a mannequin. Really? Yeah. I was going to say that too. And maybe like to make it interactive, you could decide how you want your mannequin dressed before you got to the restaurant. Like, <laughs> oh, I want my mannequin. <laughs> I want it in a onesie. 
I wanted my mannequin in a onesie and aviator glasses. What world are we entering into? <laughs> At that point, you might as well just sort of take it. Huh? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's let's not even get to the third one because it's a, so obviously a thing that I made up. It just cannot compete with the with the blow up dolls and the mannequins. I was going to say that there are floral arrangements in the chairs, but that's just not believable. I would believe that. You would? I would have said that's true. Really? You all you think a restaurant would go to great lengths to refresh floral arrangements every week? Like they're already on thin margins. I don't think they can <laughs> afford these fancy floral arrangements. But okay. I guess I should have gone with that. Hey, you never know. Yeah. Um, what do you think about what do you think about cocktails to go and, and the restaurants that are being able to serve uh, wine, spirits, and beer? Um, at at the window for for carryout. That's like a new thing cities are doing. Yeah, I've uh, I've seen that happen a lot now. Um, I actually love it. I think it's uh, I think it's a great way to. I mean, the part part of the problem is like a lot of restaurants and bars like have just a ton of inventory that they were expecting to sell, and they're not selling it right now. And so we, you know, I think we have to figure out a way to help them. Um, at least get back the money that they spent on, you know, this inventory and potentially turn a profit and pay their employees and their bills and all that stuff. Um, one thing that I actually, uh, so I know there are some places that are actually lowering the price of what they would normally charge. So mm. to encourage people to come out and drink it, but also instead of maybe charging 13 or $14 for a cocktail, maybe they're charging like eight, nine, $10 for a cocktail, something like that. Um, and then just to throw this on there, I'd like to hear what you think about cocktails, but to throw it on there too, I've seen people also do trivia also. So mm. like um, encouraging not only cocktail takeout, but encouraging they'll, like the bar will host a trivia night. So potentially you can go to the bar, grab a cocktail to go, and then meet them later on, uh, on Zoom. Oh, interesting. All right. Well, so on the, on the topic of cocktails, what I find most interesting is that they have to be often served in like sealable containers. So I think a popular choice is the Mason jar. Mm -hmm. Um, but another interesting thing I've seen some bars do is serve them in these like pouches. They look like little blood bags. And oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and it's, I don't know if it's a zipper or it's just sealed and you like pop a straw in it like a Capri Sun later. <laughs> <laughs> but um some of the regulations like enforcing the cocktail to be in in like a strange vessel i think i don't know if it like changes up or ruins the cocktail experience for me but something about like drinking a cocktail out of like a little pea pouch um <laughs> where normally you know it might be in a smoking glass like on this beautiful wood cedar board or something like that um, you know, detracts a little bit of the ambiance of the cocktail. Maybe it's got a salted rim or a garnish of, of some sort of garnish on top. Um, so I think that detracts a little bit. But I, of course, I'm in favor of it for the restaurants and the mixologists out there who are still getting to make their drinks, you know, for, for the crowd. I think that's great. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about drinking it out of a pouch. I will say that um, that what I think would be cool to see is that so what we're seeing now is obviously because of COVID-19, restaurants have had to close or they can only do takeout. Um, and so even with restaurants starting to uh, more places starting to open or maybe there's outdoor seating or whatever, um, 
restaurants need to figure out a way to offer their experience elsewhere because mm. because now like part of the problem is that people would go to restaurants because sure the food was really great and the service was really great and um you know the drinks were really great but they went for the experience um too like how it was decorated how you interacted with the servers or the staff there um and so I think they need to figure out a way uh, to. So in terms of in terms of what you're saying, yeah, it, the pouch is not the same way. But maybe they also put in um, they give you other garnishes or they put in a, a recipe list or ingredient list of how you can go ahead and mix this up. Or if you should put it with ice or uh, ways you can put like salt around the rim or uh, how to do the smokiness. Like maybe there's a way, you know, uh, mm. yourself at home like um, type deal. I like that. I like that. I mean, how, if I get all garden to go, how am I going to have my limited breadsticks at my own house? Like I can't just, you yeah. can't just ask for on-demand breadsticks. Yo, that's a good point. We're going to have that's to That's part of the experience. <laughs> Maybe you just order individual breadsticks as you need them. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I'm going to pay for a portion of breadsticks, but you have to give me at least 10. So that I feel I've had my share and that I know there are some left over that I can take home or like just use tomorrow. Or you're at <laughs> home and then there, you know, you say like, I want you to send me breads. I, you can send me breadsticks for the, like until like 10 PM until I ask, uh, you know, they just have like an on-demand, on-demand <laughs> delivery guy standing outside your front door with, Oh, another breadstick. Bed yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. That would be challenging. And you'd have to tip him every time he came to the door with a Singular bread, but is it worth it? (laughs) (laughs) I do like the idea of um, creating the restaurant experience. Like I know some um, some restaurants are doing like wild card bottles. Like if you order like a certain amount of food, then they'll give you like a wild card bottle of a spirit or a wine that's like been in their inventory for some period of time. So um, that allegedly like goes you know, with the 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 meal that you're ordering. Oh wow! So kind of like making that like a fun experience. Um, and then, yeah, some are like actually packaging up their ingredients and acting more like grocers and um, sending you home with like a recipe kit and being like, oh, we want you to ha- like, here's our like, you know, guacamole at home basically. But like you, you still go and pick up the recipe kit and the ingredients from the restaurant. Right, right. So I think that is cool. Another business that's allowing you to bring uh, or that's um, inviting you to bring uh, the experience to your home is actually Shake Shack. Uh, from what I read, I think they mm. let you order a kit to make their burgers. Like you just order it via like Gold Belly or something, and they send it to your uh, home and they teach you how to make a Shake Shack burger experience. That's so cool. So, I mean, are they giving away any trade secrets like with the recipes? See, that's what or I'm wondering. I don't do know think... about that. Maybe like maybe they send some things that yeah. really like can kind of keep the secret, but then you know, but also like teach you how to do it. Do you think they're just telling you how to make a good burger and like excluding some of the ingredients? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Here's ground beef and a pan. Like I, yeah, like sizzle on a pan for ten minutes. <laughs> Put between two pieces of bread. I mean, yeah, I know. The trivia thing is interesting. Like, I guess my question is, why wouldn't you just, if you wanted trivia, why wouldn't you just get on a call with some of your friends and and do it there? Like, isn't the point of going to the restaurant to do trivia, like the ambiance, like the energy of seeing 
random people. Like, I guess you could still kind of get that on a Zoom call, but yeah. Have you done this? So I have not done this, but what I will say, I worked at a place where we had a weekly trivia and the trivia was for the most part, not entirely, but for the most part, uh, they were the same teams, the same people coming by, you know, for years. Mm. Like, hey, this is what they did. And it was the same hosts and, you know, there were the same specials and all that stuff. And I think that maybe this is a way that people can get that sense of community. So instead of just doing it with your friends, your family members who might be bothering you at this point, uh, you can do it with uh, the people that went to your local uh, pub or your local restaurant or whatever it was. Yeah, I think that makes sense. I mean, I get like if it's the same crew, like is re is just creating that same experience at home. But I feel like it would be, I feel like it wouldn't be my first idea of like a random Friday night to join into some like local restaurants trivia if I've never done that before. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, for sure. That would definitely be intimidating. Um, so if cocktails to go are a thing, I gotta, I have to tell you that the open container laws have to be repealed. I feel like that just goes t in tandem with what's happening. And maybe to some extent, like, they don't have to be repealed completely, but if you're going to allow restaurants to serve booze to go, like you, the city needs to have like little pockets where people can like hang out and drink on the street. Like maybe not just have people walk down any random part of the city with an open beer can, but, but right. like, wouldn't that be fun? Wouldn't that be fun? Yeah. If there were designated areas. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I definitely think um, I, I wouldn't know any of like the planning behind that, but yeah, there we kind of have to until there's a uh like a guaranteed like medicine or vaccine for this we have to think of ways of uh you know reinventing the system that we have because people people yeah. want to have that experience so you know you gotta figure out a way that we can run things that will also allow people to be outside and social distance and uh you know stay safe yeah i mean I, I i know that this would not work in corporate sprawl cities like la like houston um like miami this 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 would work more for like rural downtown areas like in new orleans uh, dc new york um where like I, what you're trying to avoid is people going to pick up a drink and then driving back like obviously we don't want drinking and driving but if you're a, if you're just walking and you're in a downtown rural area like i think that makes a ton of sense where you could have like like certain areas like roped off maybe because there are less cars parked on the side of the road like you could even have some road space if if there are enough lanes like to serve as like an almost an outdoor bar area right. but i think that would be awesome to like help out the bar communities um because otherwise i think you're only going to walk to just like your local bars to grab cocktails um, because I, I can't imagine like going to a restaurant 30 minutes away from my house to get a cocktail to go to not be able to drink it until I quote got back home. Right. Like, who's doing that? No one's actually doing right. that. You know, in uh, Chicago, they actually have been opening. They're opening up. Um, I don't. I'm not sure if it's officially open yet, but uh, um, several streets for this. I know Randolph is one of them. Uh, you know mm. the that restaurant row on Randolph. So I guess they're closing off. My understanding, the entire street. Uh, for uh, a big stretch of it. Uh, Randolph is a big street, but for a pretty sizable stretch uh, so that businesses can uh, allow people to order from them and expand onto the street. So maybe like something like yeah. that where like, yeah, maybe if you walk a block away from Randolph, you can't be walking with a drink anymore. But if you're walking on Randolph and you have like a, you know, um, a cocktail in your hand, 
uh, or something of the sort, then that's okay. I also know, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think in New Orleans, there is the open, open container um, law, but I think part of it is that it can't be glass. I think it, it has to be in a yes. way so that people like aren't, you know, someone drops it or, you know, it won't hurt someone. Yeah, like on Bourbon, there's no open container law. It's not that for the entire city. It's just for the one right, district. Right. But yeah, it has to be in a pla- like the hand grenades or whatever that are in the plastic containers. Um, it also has to be in a quote. There are similar to what we were talking about earlier. There are funny facts about like the sealed beverages there. Like a straw in the middle of a lid is not a sealed beverage. The straw does not seal the beverage. Does not count. The other thing that the law specifically calls out, which is ridiculous, they say a lime wedge in a beer bottle does not seal the beer <laughs> bottle. <laughs> That's in the code. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Who wrote like, that? Like, why is that in the code? What happened that they had to single out the poor lime wedge? Like, this does not seal the well, bottle. That means that someone was there was like, what about the lime though? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the town hall. They're like some representative from Corona. We got the lime. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so the president like, nope, let's make a specific exception for you, Corona. <laughs> <laughs> so in the um in the spirit actually before i forget in the spirit of taking things home or kind of bringing the experience elsewhere changing the experience i actually know alinea in chicago is offering um uh their menu to go and they give you instructions oh, wow. of like how to serve it for yourself including like the the dessert uh, the dessert board that they serve at the end um they also have like they have uh, a way for you to experience like just aromatics so they'll say like, oh, put this food huh. in the oven, but then like separately, not don't add it to the food, separately put this these spices in the oven. And then all of a sudden, like you start smelling these things that you would normally smell at Alinea. Uh, so Jesus. like uh, they're also trying to create that experience. It's it's cheaper than, you know, than going to the restaurant, uh, obviously, but they're yeah. trying to create their experience, uh, but at your home. Right. And they're, are they asking you to send your next month's unemployment check to direct to them for this at home experience? <laughs> More or less. <laughs> yeah. Here's a, here's a at home experience where you just put whatever spices are at home in your microwave and we'll charge you $600 for the, for the ambiance. <laughs> Man, that's crazy. Um, but they, to be fair, they, they do give the ingredients and they have like a pickup, uh, they have a pickup thing, you know, like pickup area. Uh, you can get their, they also are doing their wine bottles like to go for pretty cheap as well. Like re- it's not cheap, but relative to what they would normally uh, price it. Right. For everyone who is listening, you know, what Ross is saying is he frequently, when he goes to Chicago, eats at a linear. <laughs> <laughs> it's my go-to breakfast, lunch, yeah, or dinner, whenever he, I have time. So for a long time, I've had, like, I've wanted to, developed this idea of the cocktail truck, um, which it basically is just a food truck that serves fun cocktails on the street. Uh, and I feel now this would be the time to do it. But in many states, especially New York, where we're based, the mobile bar is outlawed. So you can't have like, wouldn't a food truck that just sells fun cocktails kill it? Like that would kill it at like a beach or a boardwalk so that, or even... That would be interesting in terms well, of like what you were saying before like um of it you you set up the food truck like the the drink truck 
would have a permit to say like these are designated areas in New York City where people can drink on the streets, right. and that's where you're, you're allowed. Oh, you know what I mean? Like, uh, so instead of them just like setting like up that. like some random place on like you know wherever, they're saying like, oh, the in your city, these are the parks or these are the the streets that are closed off or like the beaches or you know whatever. Yeah, like you could go like anywhere in a city that is like normally a dense area where people are hanging out like the like have the trucks serve people there or maybe adjacent to like large open areas where people are like hanging out outside but want to like, grab like you know uh, a, f- a cool craft cocktail in a mason jar or something like probably could come up we should run a contest for the best name for a cocktail truck i bet there's oh, a good one out yeah. there. um but yeah i thought it would just be like so fun but i so i looked this up and yeah there's specific regulations outlawing a mobile bar and then even when let's say the like a food truck or an extension of a brick and mortar restaurant gets a license to sell it like a pop-up like it, it's called a mobile bar even though it itself is not mobile like it's just it's a stationary thing so i'm imagining something more of like a food truck that's like all right we're gonna we're gonna hop over here from six to eight and then we'll be at this other spot right. from eight thirty. we're bringing to 10, the party to you you know <laughs> yeah exactly like i just think that would be so fun well, maybe uh, maybe uh, we can uh, lobby to change that law, and we'll create the uh, late night bites drink truck or something of a sort. Yes, <laughs> the Ellen, yeah, the Ellen V DT. That's a mouthful. That's probably yeah. a better name than that. <laughs> so, uh, Dan, do you have an unpopular opinion for us? Yeah, I've got one. Here's what I think. <laughs> I think I think that restaurants should be able to auction off right now, starting tomorrow, the right for one couple or family to rent out the entire restaurant to be served a meal by a handful of staff um, and just have like any restaurant experience that they want. So like a really, a really fancy date night. (laughs) And that could be a way for restaurants to earn some income. Of course, the bidders will just be like the 1% of the 1%. But, you know, could you imagine, like, um, could you imagine, like, renting out Tao, like, just you and a date <laughs> uh, and having the whole experience? <laughs> it's socially distant. You know, you don't need that many people there. Um, but, yeah, you get to experience the whole restaurant and you just, you know, you have an open auction and, and the winner goes to the uh, to the. I think fit. this is an extremely popular opinion for the 1%, as you said, and an extremely unpopular opinion for everyone else. I think it'll generally go for people who like to go to wine caves, fundraisers and wine caves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's definitely a way to, it's an elitist and classist solution. I, I will give you that. Um, well, I would like to follow up with an unpopular opinion, if you don't mind. Ross, I would love to hear your ridiculous unpopular opinion. Uh, my unpopular opinion um, that was actually uh, fielded out to the uh, to our uh, listeners and fans. Eating potato chips with ketchup is not only acceptable, but very tasty. Okay. Eating potato chips with ketchup, what's the point? Because you eat a potato chip for the crunch, and now you're dipping it into something soggy. Tell me more about how you it's would like do this. It's like the Tostito chip to, like, you know, like the, the, like the corn chip to salsa as the, as mm. the potato chip to ketchup. You know, you got that tomato base. Listen, when you have French fries, you're going to dip them in ketchup, or when you have... Um, 
you know, hash browns or whatever, you're going to dip it in ketchup. So why can't I, when, uh, why can't I, when there's a potato chip, you know, go ahead and dip that in ketchup. It's still from the same potato. I think, <laughs> I think it's an unpopular opinion, uh, not because of the way it tastes, but because of, uh, we, we don't have enough advocates for it. This is a good point. A lot of potatoes are already being eaten with ketchup. So why can't we just have this type of potato with ketchup? That's the point. That's right. That's what That's you're saying. The point. Right? Thanks so much for listening to Late Night Bites. Be sure to send us your ideas about the Late Night Bite drink truck or any drink truck. And also any ideas you have about an unpopular opinion, uh, send them to the LNB Show Instagram account. That's at the LNB Show. And be sure to DM us or tag us in your post or something of the sort. Thanks so much for listening. Take it easy.